Thank you for joining us today and a big thank you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. Karen and I have been trialing their designs for a few months and we can happily recommend them. All designs are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. We all love our running and generally head out the door without a second thought to injury, but injury can occur easily, especially soft tissue injury, and recovery can be slow. So in today's episodes, we're going to look into the phases of soft tissue injury and look at what you can do nutritionally during each phase to support speedy repair and recovery so you can get back out running as quickly as possible. Hello and welcome to She Runs, Eats, Performs, the podcast for female runners of all abilities. Please join Karen Campbell and Aileen Smith, nutritionist friends and runners, who are here to help you translate sports nutritional science into easy to apply tips and plans, helping you enjoy peak running performance. And especially adding in the female factors every woman needs to know to be a healthy runner. The suggestions we make during this episode are for a guidance and advice only, and are not a substitute for medical advice or treatment. If you have any concerns regarding your health, please contact your healthcare professional for advice as soon as possible. If you'd like help from Karen and Ailey to design a personalised sports nutrition plan for your running, please contact them at Runners Health Hub. everybody welcome I'm Aileen and I'm here with Karen once again hi Karen how are you this morning yes I'm fine thank you Aileen looking forward to our conversation great I always say this morning or this afternoon or whenever we're recording and of course people are listening at any time so wherever you are and whatever time it is um, it's good to have you here um, so before we get um, started on our topic today, Karen. Um, as ever, I'm going to ask you a question about either nutrition or running, and it's it's nutrition inspired today. Um, so, Karen, I I often find that clients ask me to share recipes with them um, because they need to feel inspired to either cook or bake something. And I just wondered if you had any quick or easy recipes that you share with your clients that might help uh, support either their running or their general health. Yeah, that's a great question, Aileen. I think we all love to be inspired by others' recipes sometimes. And I'm always scanning my recipe books for new ideas or or sharing recipes with friends and family sometimes as well. And I do have some um uh, several quick and easy recipes actually that I share with my clients, mostly snack ideas actually. I have a great recipe for oat cakes, for soda bread, and um, another also for coconut slices. And I really like the soda bread recipe um, because it doesn't contain any yeast. So there's none of the proving time. So it's really quick and easy. And with the oat cakes, they have only five ingredients. You basically mix all the ingredients together. So it's super quick to make and then clearly roll it out, um, cut into rinds and pop it in the oven. 
And then the, the coconut slices, they only have three ingredients and they don't actually need any cook, uh, cooking. You just pop them in the fridge until they've they've hardened. So all of these are, are really great as pre or post running or training snacks, as well as um, healthy everyday snacks, really. So if anybody feels inspired and they would like any of these recipes, do email us and we can send them through to you. Um, so Aileen, how about you? Do you have any delicious recipes that you regularly share with your clients? Well, I think most of our go-to recipes are actually in the recipe section of our Easy Easy Nutrition for Healthy Runners mm-hmm. um, online program because I think between us, we put everything together that we thought would be helpful. So mm-hmm. um, they're all there. But one thing I find that people often need help with um, is making a healthy smoothie, um, particularly if they've never done that before and they're they're a bit, you know, don't know how to mix the ingredients in the right way and what combinations to use. So I, I have a couple of really simple uh, starter ones. And then once they've got used to using them, I'll then encourage them to try some different ingredients. But the, the basic ones and, and they're very, they're, they're delicious and very, um, you know, they're easy to make and they're my favorites too. Uh, the one of them is, uh, using frozen cherries with cacao powder protein powder and an almond milk and that is you know if you need a chocolate hit that's a very good one and the other one is again super simple it's using um mangoes and spinach so i use frozen mango fresh spinach um and usually some kind of milk with it and a protein powder so you know either an almond milk or a coconut milk would be nice so they're not difficult to make and uh, they're both tasty so it's a good starter Mm. Okay, so let's get onto our topic for today, which is all about nutrition for soft tissue support. So I think this is going to be a really interesting one. And it's quite a big topic. So we're going to break it down into three key areas. Um, well, we've spoken about this in different aspects of this topic in other episodes. So um, if it's something that's of interest to anyone who's listening, I would go back and check out episode 14, which is about immune function episode 15, which is about DOMS, and episode 17, which covers running injury. Um, So today, um, we're going to really focus on um, soft tissues and really look at a deeper level of it. So we're going to be focusing on the different phases of injury to soft tissue and how nutrition could support um, both the repair and the recovery of that soft tissue injury. Um, so initially, what we're going to do is just look at the definition of soft tissue and then these three phases of repair and recovery um, and how nutrition can support this. So when we're, we're thinking about um, the different phases, uh, the medical field talk about um, four phases. So they talk about hematosis and coagulation. They talk about inflammation, uh, thirdly, proliferation, and fourthly, remodeling. But we're going to make it a little bit more simple today, and we're going to talk about three phases. So we're going to talk about the acute phase, the subacute phase, and then the wellness and prevention phase. Um, so Karen, before we get into each of these three phases in detail, uh, would you be able to tell us a little bit more about what we actually mean by soft tissue? 
Yes, absolutely, Aileen. So we often hear these words, um, soft tissue and connective tissue being used in an interrelated way. However, just to be more specific about each of them. So soft tissue consists of the muscles, the tendons and the ligaments, whereas connective tissue consists of the tendons and the ligaments, but also their inter and intramuscular matrix. So the sort of protein matrix that sort of surrounds the, 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 the different areas. And I think what it's also, it's important to note here is that muscle strength and power isn't isolated to muscle tissue alone, but it is the interaction of this whole muscle connective tissue complex that's that's spoken about here. So the connective tissue and the soft tissue interacting with each other. Oh, that's a really good explanation, Karen. And and something else that I think would be uh, useful just to add here is that we we know that muscle has a very rich blood supply, but actually connective tissue is poorly supplied with blood. And that's one of the reasons that uh, the healing of connective tissue tends to take a bit longer than muscle recovery. Yeah, that's a really good point, Aileen. And just something else of interest that I would like to add here is that the window of opportunity for connective tissue adaptation is very small. You know, we speak about muscle adaptation and how it can it's known to take up to um, 24 hours following training. So, so your, your muscle will keep adapting up to 24 hours following training. However, with connective tissue, it peaks at less than 10 minutes following training and is turned off completely in less than an hour post-training. So as you can see, nutrition for the soft tissue to support the adaptations of it needs to be introduced immediately after training. So another reason really to ensure that our post-training snacks um, that we have within the hour after training are nutrient dense and are not just about the glucose for the glycogen repletion, but also thinking about our soft tissue support and adaptation as well. Yeah, that's, that's great to know, uh, especially the, the sort of the added incentive to make sure the nutrition's right after our training. So mm. let's, let's delve a little bit deeper into what we need to do to, to support that, uh, nutrition. Um, and also I think important to acknowledge the importance of prevention, because I think that's always really important as a runner. We're trying to prevent injury. So we, we talked about the three phases of repair of, and recovery. So the acute phase, the subacute, and then this wellness and prevention phase. So could we start off, Karen, just by looking a little bit more closely at this acute phase of soft tissue repair and recovery? Yeah, so the acute phase really is the time from the injury occurring up until three days following injury. Generally speaking, this is going to be slightly individualized, but this is, is generally speaking, it's within that window. And this is the time when inflammation occurs. And that inflammation, as probably many people will be aware of, is experienced as pain, swelling, redness, um, and of course, loss of range of motion and, and actually in some cases can be complete loss of function. So, um, and, and interestingly, in certain cases, the inflammation can be accompanied by spasms in the surrounding tissues. So it depends that, that how severe the injury is and where the injury is. 
Okay, so thinking about this from a, a nutrition point of view, Karen, I'm thinking it's very important to be managing the pain and reducing the swelling and also to try and relax tight muscles when we're in this phase. So for me, magnesium spring into mind because that's a key nutrient um, because of its importance in, in muscle relaxation. Am I right yeah. in thinking that? Yeah, absolutely, Aileen. That's exactly right. And alongside magnesium, calcium is also key in addressing the spasms of the of the surrounding tissue. So I don't know if you remember in episode 24, you spoke about the, the calcium and magnesium needing to be in a ratio of two to one uh, for optimal bone health. Well, in this situation, it's actually reversed so that it's one to two ratio. So one of calcium to two of magnesium. And this is really an, an, an effort to enhance that muscle relaxation that you've just mentioned. And then thinking of the swelling aspect of it, there are three key nutrients known to support its reduction. And they, they're known as trypsin, hemotrypsin and bromelain. Now, these are known as proteolytic enzymes. So these are enzymes that break down those long chain um, molecules of protein. They help break those down into shorter fragments and eventually into their individual components, which we all know as, as amino acids. Now, these proteolytic enzymes, they're often used as digestive enzymes, but are also thought to be really potent influences of pain and swelling reduction in, in at injury sites. So what I would say here is that it may be that they need to be taken in supplement form really for their speed of action, but also um, for their potency. And also in this form, it's really important that um, that you take these enzymes away from food for to, to get the optimal um, utilization of them. Yeah, because of course, if you took them with your food, what they'd be doing is digesting your food, not doing uh, the job that you just described there. Um, so, so yeah, it's really important to, for us to think about preventing that chronic inflammation setting in as we move through that acute phase. Um, and some of the things that people could start um, doing to help working towards reducing inflammation is looking at some anti-inflammatory nutrients. So uh, things like ginger, uh, turmeric, and the active component of that is curcumin, um, and possibly garlic would be influential because they're well known for it's sort of inhibiting this inflammatory cascade. So choosing foods um, that are high in these nutrients would be really helpful in this phase. Um, and also, um, there's some um, research that would suggest that turmeric would stimulate muscle tissue repair. So uh, I know Karen likes a, a turmeric smoothie, So, or even having turmeric tea would be nice, or adding it into a curry would be a nice thing to do. Um, so Karen, one of the things that um, I think you, you probably alluded to this earlier on, but I'm just thinking if this phase is very short, um, i.e. it's three days after an injury, um, do you think it's possible to make a difference with food alone um, therapeutically or is it something, an area that we should really focus our supplements on? Yeah, I think I think um, a supplement form at this acute phase would be 
more beneficial, like I say, for that speed of action and also for the potency. But introducing some of the foods as well is going to be key here because, you know, in the beginning we spoke about prevention. So as we go through and move move through the phases of injury and into recovery, we also want to have the foods in place to prevent it occurring mm. in the future. So I think the combination of both alien, definitely the supplements initially, but also starting to think about the foods, definitely. Great. And, and moving on, uh, thinking about the female factors, are there any female factors that we need to consider regarding soft tissue injury? Yes, in fact, we did mention this in episode 17, Alien, when discussing the running injuries. Uh, there, ha- there is research that, um, that shows that women, uh, women run- runners are more prone to injury than men. It does generally tend to be the, the lower limb injuries. And that's apparently due to the fact that our quadriceps, so our, our thigh muscles tend to, um, tend to fatigue quicker than men's. And there was a study of 300 runners um, who were followed over a a period of two years, and it showed that 73% of women compared to 62% of men sustained injury. So, and and, and also what's been um, found is that there appears to be an increased risk in women aged 50 or older and a lower risk among those younger than 30. So the over 56 could be linked to the, the perimenopause or the menopause phase as, as the changes in hormone balance um, occurs at this time. And those between the age of 30 years and then moving into perimenopause, it could possibly be due to um, hormonal disturbances for other reasons. But I think for all women, uh, it, it, it is potentially uh, or it could potentially be linked to a poor diet or maybe low nutrient intake. And that's leading to nutrient deficiency, which is leading to the increased risk of, of injury. So, ladies, what I would say is bear this in mind. Think about your diet. Um and regarding your training, remember to build up slowly, especially if you're changing from one style running, one style of running to another style. For example, if you're thinking about moving from road running to trail running or maybe changing up distances. So it's a real combination of, of your diet and your training when thinking about the female factors for soft tissue injury. Right, so we're definitely in a risk group, an at-risk group. So (laughs) listen carefully. Uh, Okay, so just to round up what we've discussed so far, Karen. So phase one, uh, we're looking at nutritional support um, for the injury, and it's all about reducing the swelling and the pain experience. So an anti-inflammatory diet would be important, and the key nutrients to consider are magnesium, uh, bromelain, which you find in pineapple and papaya, um, the curcumin from the turmeric, um, allicin uh, from garlic, and ginger oil, uh, which is the anti-inflammatory ingredient found in, in ginger. So now let's look at phase two. So this is uh, described as a sub-acute phase of, t- of soft tissue injury um, or repair and recovery. So what's happening during this phase, Karen? Yes, well, this is the phase, Aileen, that begins on day four, roughly, and it lasts up 
to about eight weeks. So and when you're moving into phase two, pain is still evident and there's still some swelling and inflammation and the range of motion continues to be compromised in some way. But this is also the time when the repair and the remodeling of the soft tissue begins to happen. And what we mean by remodeling is the, the sort of that reorganization or the renovation of that existing tissue that's there. Okay, so what I'm thinking here, Karen, is that the principal role of nutrition during this phase would be to support that repair and remodeling process uh, to minimize the scar tissue. Uh, would you agree with that? Yes, absolutely, Aileen. And hopefully by introducing some functional nutrition swiftly uh, to minimise that scar tissue may help reduce the risk of re-injury and or sort of the tissue degeneration. And also throughout this phase, the nutrition introduced um, is one that will still, yeah, so that, that the nutrition introduced here from phase one is also going to be really important here. So you're continuing with that phase one nutrition and building on it for, um, for that, um, renovation and the reorganization and of, of, and minimizing the scar tissue. But you still got the pain. You've still got the inflammation. So you want to, to, to continue to try and reduce that. Yeah, that's really interesting that we're layering the approach, the nutritional support, um, one on top of the other. Um, mm -hmm. So during this phase, um, what we need to be thinking about is the raw nutrients um, that we need for building collagen, particularly. And the many nutrients that spring to mind, uh, Karen, um, but the, the ones that are sort of top of mind are things like vitamin C, um, manganese, omega-3 um, fatty acids, and also protein. Um, so the vitamin C is, is important because it helps regulate the collagen synthesis, but also um, for its stability. And the manganese activates collagen-producing enzymes, and it's also known to protect collagen from damage. Yeah, that's right. And manganese, I think, is a nutrient that that um that isn't really discussed very often um so just to let our listeners know it can be found in foods including uh, nuts and seeds and also whole grains um so so that was just a sort of an inter an interlude there ailing because we don't often yeah, no, it's, it's, manganese. No, it's a good one because like you say it's not something that we talk about a lot and it's it's you know one of those trace micronutrients but it, it's nice to know where people can find mm. it so focusing yeah. on, on those um foods would be good um so also thinking about omega-3 um you know we talk a lot about that in, and with its anti-inflammatory actions and so it's really helping with the um, continuing this inflammation reduction, uh, but it's also known to support the laying down of collagen in soft tissue. Um, uh, and also we know that protein is really important and it's one of the most important um, processes in the body. Um, but in, with regards to this um, phase, it's important for enhancing the wound healing and using particularly uh, whey protein would be important because it's really rich in the amino acid uh, glutamine, uh, which is needed for collagen production. And I know, Karen, when you've shared your um, injury recovery stories, you, you've talked a lot about um, 
optimal protein at that point mm-hmm. and feeling that that really, really helps you. Yes, absolutely. And glutamine is a key amino acid for that collagen production. So it's really supporting the, the, the repair and the recovery. But there are other amino acids also known to support the overall growth and construction of connective tissue. And I'm thinking here of glycine, proline, lysine, and also L-taurine. So, so as you can see, making sure that your diet is high in, in protein and protein of different um, different types, different varieties to make sure you're getting all the, certainly all the essential amino acids, it would be key. So thinking about the meat, the meat sources, but also the non-beat meat sources as well. And also many people tend to be immobile during injury and it's thought that immobility can lead to what is known as anabolic resistance. So that's a a decrease in in the muscle fibre responses to amino acid stimuli. And they've found in research that by having an increased protein intake, it's thought to help prevent this occurring. So I thought that was really interesting. It is, it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm a bit conscious of time, Karen. So I just thought I would um, just mention a couple of nutrients before we move on that I'm aware that are quite important in soft tissue repair. And so they would be uh, B5 and B6 and um, silica, and they all work with protein uh, to help that growth and reconstruction of the connective tissue. Um, so that's sort of the... Uh, the nutrient family that are going to help you with your um, your recovery. So just to summarize, so in phase two, there's quite a lot going on. And as you said, it's, it's quite a long phase. You know, it can last up to eight weeks. Um, we've got the pain and influ- inflammation that is continually being managed, but also we're doing the repair and remodeling of the injured soft tissue. So that really means paying close attention to diet and nutrition and um it's really important to, to really support the healing process, but also to help prevent injury and or re-injury and tissue degeneration. Yes, Aileen, that is absolutely right. I think you summed that up beautifully. Um, so, so before we move on to look at the third phase of soft tissue repair and recovery, we're just going to take a quick pause for a short advert break. So Aileen, I'm going to hand over to you again. Okay, thanks, Karen. Um, so this is the part of the episode where we uh, talk to you about the work that Karen and I do at Runners Health Hub, and that's where we offer a range of services to help you be a fitter, faster, stronger runner. Uh, and today, what we'd like to do is invite you to register for our next uh, free five-day challenge. So we came up with the challenge because many women tell us that they'd really love to have a healthy food plan to support their energy and recovery for their running, um, but they don't have time. And we think this is such a common problem. We hear it all the time, um, but we know it's really easily solved. So we've got some exciting news to share with you today, which is that we're going to help you find time and all you need to do is register for our next uh, free five-day challenge, which is going to reveal how super busy female runners just like you can find the time to have a healthy runner's food plan. And you can do that by following our easy to, our easy nutrition, make it happen planner. And if you follow the steps that we teach you, um, 
during uh, the challenge five days, uh, you're going to be able to find the time to do that and have your healthy food plan. So we go live on the 12th of October. And if you'd like a place on the challenge, you need to register before Saturday, the 10th of October, but I'd really urge you to do it today. Uh, so don't put it off. If, if you feel calls, um, please register and then you know that you've got a place. So we've designed some really uh, super easy steps for you and we'll share those during the challenge. And if you'd like to register, all you need to do is look at the top of the show notes um, or message us or email us. So message us through Facebook or email us at hello at runnershealthhub.com. And we'll, um, all you have to do is pop your email in and we'll send you all the details. So we'd love to see you there. Uh, so don't put it off. Save your place today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for that, Aileen. Yes, Aileen and I, we're, we're both really excited about this five day challenge as well. So to working with you all and, and being involved in it for ourselves as well as supporting you guys. So like Aileen says, um, register, register today and we look forward to seeing you on the 12th of October. So anyway, Aileen, um, I'm going to try and keep this last section quite short because I'm conscious of time. Um, so just before the break, Aileen, you mentioned how nutrition would be important for the prevention of re-injury and also preventing uh, um, preventing soft tissue degeneration. And phase three is where we concentrate on exactly that. So it's and it's also known as that wellness and prevention phase. So in this phase, we're looking at optimizing the remodeling of the soft tissue. So all the nutrients, again, that were needed in phase two are also important in phase three. So like you said before, it's about this layering effect as we go through that repair and recovery from, from any soft tissue injury. So, so we're continuing with the nutrients from phase two, but then some additional nutrients that, that could support this phase three include the likes of the phytonutrients. So these are the nutrients found in fruits and vegetables known to neutralize any free radicals that are known to cause cell damage. So really supporting the, the, the cell health. Um, now, exercise can naturally produce these free radicals, but they can also be produced from um, consuming a poor diet, from our environment, sort of the toxins in the environment. So, for example, exhaust fumes, pesticides, also smoking as well. And then injury can produce these um, these free radicals as well. So, so phytonutrients, so really thinking about our intake of fruit and vegetables is really key in this, and, and throughout all the phases, actually. Um, but, but again, thinking about prevention, then once you've introduced these fruits and vegetables, keeping that up. And then vitamin D, thinking about optimizing vitamin D levels um, to support the healing process and also that continued support of the immune system. And also uh, possibly, maybe not for everybody, maybe for some people thinking about probiotics. And that's just to really help balance the immune function going forward. Right. So it's really, um, it sounds like this is this wellness and prevention phase is something that we should be doing all the time. And, um, what you've said, Karen, is that there's not a finite time on it. It's really a sort of foundational, I think, from, uh, 
all of our uh, nutritional requirements. Um, so it's continual nutrition support that you need for soft tissue to prevent re-injury and tissue uh, degeneration. So we need it all the time. Yeah, absolutely, Aileen. But what I would say is that once the individual has completely recovered and is back to full training, you know, we mentioned before that it might be beneficial to um, take supplements for that speed and efficiency and potency. I would say at this point, you're then looking at removing those um, and then just supporting the ongoing tissue health through diet alone. Yeah, that's good advice. Mm. So that leads us very nicely into talking about the key takeaways from this session. So Karen, can you round off this episode by outlining your key takeaways today? Yeah, sure, Aileen. So, so my key takeaways would be remember that soft tissue is made up of muscle, tendons and ligaments, and they're all equally important in giving muscle its power and strength. It's not just about muscle alone. We need to think about our tendons and ligaments and taking care of them as well. And also remember, there are three phases to repair and recovery of the soft tissue and specific nutrients are needed to be considered for each phase. So in phase one, Nutrition is really important in helping preventing the chronic inflammation setting in. But this said, the acute, I think it's, it's important to remember that the acute inflammatory cascade is important in the overall healing process, but we just don't want the chronic inflammation to set in. In phase two, I think swift introduction of specific nutrients is needed to, to help minimize scar tissue. And this in turn may help to reduce the risk of the re-injury and or the, the tissue degeneration. And then phase three is all about building on the nutrition that you've introduced in phase one and two to attain and maintain that tissue health. So you can return to your running whilst minimizing the chances of that re-injury. And then lastly, ladies, remember that we are more prone to injury than men. So consider the nutritional changes that you may want to introduce to help prevent any soft tissue injury because remember prevention is always better than cure. Thank you. I think that's been really, really helpful, Karen. I think we'll all need to use this at some point during our running career. So thanks for a great conversation. And remember, everyone, don't let nutrition be the limiting factor in your running performance. Well, this brings us to the end of another episode of She Runs, Eats, Performs, brought to you by Runners Health Hub, helping female runners to be fitter, faster and stronger. We really hope you've enjoyed listening and you'll join us again soon. In the meantime, we'd be so grateful if you check us out on iTunes and leave a review. And once again, thanks for listening and do let us know if there are any topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes. Bye for now. We'd like to introduce you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear for Women's Changing Bodies, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. We think they have everything a female runner needs, 
First of all, they are high compression to support your legs and bum. They have a deep waistband so they stay up and they don't move about when you run. There's a handy left pocket for your phone and a zip pocket on the waistband which is great for your cards or a key. They also have a hidden tracker pocket for storing a GPS tracking device and this is a unique safety feature. All Amazing Jane designs, including tanks and tops, are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. Karen and I have been trialling wearing their range for a few months and we can happily recommend them. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners' special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at AmazingJane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. Thanks again to Amazing Jane Activewear for being our show sponsor and for sharing discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases.